In this special episode, I am joined by Jen Arcovio and Rhonda Precourt in a conversation around this summer's book study selection, Cultivating Genius, an Equity Framework for Culturally and Historically Responsive Literacy by Dr. Goldie Muhammad. We use the following three questions to guide our conversation. What resonated with you? What surprised you? What questions do you have? This kicks off the book study. We hope you can join us for the month of July as we read and respond in writing to this excellent and essential resource. Well, we are here for a discussion around the book, Cultivating Genius, our book study for this summer. And I've got two um, colleagues with me here today. Uh, if you want to introduce yourselves. Sure, I'm Rhonda Precourt. Do you want me to say more than <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I am a teacher in um, upstate New York area. Um, I have been for the for a big chunk of years previously been teaching in the literacy area, but this year I am teaching kindergarten. And Rhonda, you've been blogging with us for a couple of years now too, so. Yeah, uh, yep, and, and then I, um, we blog at literacypages.wordpress.com. And um, that is also, our Twitter handle is also at literacy pages, and we also have a Facebook group as well, literacy pages. And you brought along your esteemed colleague, Jen. Hello, I'm Jen. And I am a K through two literacy specialist, also in upstate New York. I work with Rhonda and uh, both of us are trained in reading recovery. We're active reading recovery teachers, typically, although not this year. And uh, like she mentioned, we, we blog together and we extend our learning together in all kinds of ways. So. Yeah, everyone's doing different positions this year. It's it's just, it's, or they're adding on new roles. And I had our art teacher teaching second grade, our fire teacher teaching fifth, just to, you know, make these new times work. So, um, well, it's great to have you both join the discussion. And I just thought of, I didn't think of myself, but I found three questions that I think will just start to get our thinking going about around the book, Cultivating Genius by Dr. Goldie Mohammed. And the first one is uh, what resonated with you? Uh, if anyone wants to start us off, otherwise I'm happy to chime in. I, I think what is resonating with me the most is just how, how far we haven't come in a long period of time. And it's a little bit depressing <laughs> the more you mm -hmm. read and, and um, I love reading about the history. I think it's so powerful, but then it just strikes you about how similar the times are that they're talking about to where we are right now. Yeah, she even mentioned the expectations were higher, you know, back then, back in the um, 1800s, at least for these literary liter literary groups. Um, yeah, and the other thing that resonated for me was just how they combined everything. You know, it wasn't, here's your reading and then we're gonna do some writing here and we'll practice some speaking and listening. It was all integrated uh, toward a common purpose, which was to empower themselves and and, and cause change. So, so that was just something that resonated with me. And um, 
it makes it easier for us to teach reading here and writing there, um, but it's not always conducive for kids, especially um, uh, it sounds from what I understand from the book, students of color um, can make it more challenging. But what about you, Jen? What did you find um, just compelling? So I was thinking two things, one of them along the lines of what you were saying um, um, and what Rhonda was saying, the history that I'm reading in this book, um, a lot of it's new to me and that's um, astonishing to me and it, causing a significant amount of reflection, self-reflection. Um, and that I think that's one of the more important pieces of this book is the amount of self-reflection that it causes you to do in your own teaching and everything that you've done up till this point and what you want to be as a teacher starting today. Um, and then also the integrated approach um, that, you know, Rhonda and I write about all the time, but to see it laid out in this way and how significant it is to teach literacy in that way so that you have uh, a way of teaching that is uh, empowering everybody. Uh, Rhonda and I work in a district that is predominantly white, but when you, reading this is really, you know, brought to light the fact that if you teach in this way, you are preventing um, discrimination in the future for everybody that you teach. This is such an important read. I'm, I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you, you and Rhonda both, it's one thing I like about reading recovery. I was, my last school, we had it and um, it takes an integrated approach, right? I mean, you're doing some reading, some writing, you are doing word work and, um, uh, so you you have that some of that background, but even with your extensive background, you still found it surprising and caused you to really rethink some of your practices. I think the purpose, having a purpose mm -hmm. for what you're reading and writing is what stood out to me. And it's making me think a lot about what I've done and what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. What What is the significant purpose for the reading and writing? that makes it engaging for them and helps them to grow in their own identities. Yeah, what's the why? Um, the second question, as I mentioned, was uh, uh, what surprised you? I, I could go here quite a bit. Um, It didn't really surprise me, but I, I guess I didn't know it was, I realized how much I didn't know about, but just um, how much uh, persons of color were prevented from, even in the Northern states, prevented from engaging in um, literacy practices. The one, it was like an editorial, I think, or a column, an essay about, um, you know, he, he was a free man, but he wasn't really a free man, you know, because of all these limits that had been Put on, put on them because of their race. So um, we have, I think we have, I think at least in the elementary level, we have kind of a simplistic view of, of history and like the, the Northern states, you know, um, did not have slavery and, and the Southern did, but it's not, it's more complex than that. It, um, they had to contend with those challenges throughout. So 
Yeah, that's um, that's one thing I guess that surprised me, just like you were saying, Jen, just how much I didn't know. So I'm glad I we picked this book. And how much you, it's almost what's surprising is not necessarily how much you um, didn't know, but um, the, the sig what you thought you did know mm, mm -hmm. that isn't line aligned or, or lining up with what's really happened. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's something we need to take a good hard look at in our curriculum across the board. Um, because I, I think a lot of us walked away from our education with a, a different view of where we are in education, in equality, in everything. I, I, was, I was familiar with the term literacy societies, but honestly, I had no idea about Black literacy societies and how they grew from just a small number of people to these huge groups of hundreds of members. And um, I was looking at, I just kept reading those 10 lessons from Black Literacy Societies. And I just was so blown away. I mean, these things that we can learn from them are just, they're so amazing. Like there was uh, the one about um, how we teach each other how, how they, when they came together, they taught each other. They taught each other how to read. They taught each other how to become better writers. It was just such a collaborative environment. And we do try for that, but I think especially as kids move up in grades, um, the way our school set, schools are set up is, um, education is very competitive. It's very, um, you know, you're always trying to get in the top 10 or you're, you're trying to get the best grade or it's not like this where you're where you're looking out for each other trying to teach each other so you can better each other yeah yeah it's definitely something to aspire to with your our classrooms and schools um questions that you had i keep asking myself because um, there's a lot of examples so far of how to apply this in uh, more, I, I picture more of a middle school or high school setting. So I keep questioning how can I bring this down to uh, the younger students that I work with? What would this look like there? Because I definitely think you can, you can start this really early from the beginning. It's just what would it look like? She had some nice examples in the back. Um... To, to reference, you know, the lesson plans. But yeah, that's a good question. How do you talk about this? I would think third grade and lower, I know. Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I keep asking myself, how do we get everyone talking about this? Because, um, and acting on it, I think is the key because um, early on, I think somewhere in chapter two, I'm looking for the page. Um, it talks about how cultural models and cultural curriculum can't be an add-on. And I think we see that all the time, you know, oh, let's put these few books into our libraries or into our read-alouds and, um, you know, but this is saying 
literacy was always connected to social justice. Mm -hmm. And you can't connect literacy to social justice with five new read alouds in your <laughs> curriculum. <laughs> you, yeah. you have to, she wants us to be asking ourselves, how does this help them understand their own identi identities and how does it lead to social justice in every lesson and in every piece of your curriculum? Um, and so I, that's how, how do I help move this where it needs to go actively? I think those are great questions for future articles in July. Um, if it moves you that way, but I mean, I, I wish I had a good answer for that. I don't know. Uh, the question I just had is how, how do we create safe spaces in which people can talk about it and just, you know, not fear for making mistakes or saying something stupid, you know, and then it coming back on you is being insensitive or, or worse. Um, so I, I do think there are, you know, I think about that, I guess, even just now just talking about it, just want to um, make sure I'm being respectful. And uh, at the same time, it's, it's part of learning is making mistakes. So um, just seems like a really charged atmosphere right now, you know, with everything going on, um, legislation coming through and what we can and cannot teach. It's, it's a unique time. So. Well, that, yeah, this has been a great book so far. Um, I'm looking forward to reading the rest and, and writing something around it. Um, uh, again, thanks, Jen and Rhonda, for joining us. And um, I'm looking forward to what you have to share. Thank you for having me. I'm really enjoying it. Such an important read. Thank you so much. I agree.